You're listening to Rock of Ages, where I introduce my friends who are much into music theater to different types of pop and rock music. And sometimes they'll introduce me to some theater music. Everyone, uh, sorry, this is the second episode in the road to be released on a Tuesday, but today we're looking at Kill 'Em All, the debut studio album by Metallica. With me, I have Isaiah. Hello. Riley. Hi. And Romy. Ladies and gentlemen, Metallica. <laughs> anyway, uh, Kill 'Em All was released on July 25th, 1983, under Megaforce Records, produced by. Paul Curcio, and the genres are thrash metal and speed metal. I'm going to read the whole music review from Steve Huey. The true birth of thrash. On Kill Em All, Metallica fuses the intricate riffing of new wave of British heavy metal bands like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Diamond Head with the velocity of Motorhead and hardcore punk. James Hetfield's highly technical rhythm guitar style drives most of the album, setting new standards of power, precision, and stamina. But really, the rest of the band is just as dexterous, playing with tightly controlled fear even at the most ridiculously fast tempos. There are already several extended multi-section compositions foreshadowing the band's later progressive epics, though these are driven by adrenaline, not texture. A few tributes to heavy metal itself are a bit dated lyrically. Like Diamond Head, the band's biggest influence, Kill Maul's most effective tone, is one of supernatural malevolence. As pure sound, the record is already straight from the pits of hell. Ex-member Dave Mustaine, who would later join Megaforce, co-wrote for the original 10 tracks, but the material all sounds of a piece, and actually anyone who worked backward through the band's catalog might not fully appreciate the impact of Kill Em All when it first appeared. Unlike later releases, there simply isn't much musical variation, apart from a lyrical bass solo from Cliff Burton. The band's musical ambition also grew rapidly, so today Kill Em All sounds more like the foundation for greater things to come, but that doesn't take anything away from how fresh it sounded upon first release, and time hasn't dulled the giddy rush of excitement in these performances. Frightening, awe-inspiring, and absolutely relentless, Kill Em All is pure destructive power, executed with jaw-dropping levels of scientific precision. Alright, what do we think of Kill Em All by Metallus something? Mm, it's... I prefer the later stuff, but it's good. Yeah, I made the mistake of listening to the Master of Puppets album, like, the night before, so maybe that's why I didn't like it as much. I'm I'm glad you uh, added the as much at the end. It saved you a little bit. But, yeah, yeah. I, I still like it. It's not like a terrible debut. Me, um, I don't love this album, but I, if I'm going to be honest, I think this is a very important album for me because this is like the first uh, Metallica album that I uh, listened to at the ripe age of either five or six. <laughs> It might have been six. Yeah, um, also shout out to all the Generation Z kids illegally downloading Master of Puppets for their Stranger Things TikToks. <laughs> shout out to all the girls. <laughs> Woo! But, uh, 
Might as well uh, go into bits of a story on my uh, relationship with uh, Kill 'Em All because I had uh, five Metallica albums on my uh, family computer when we first moved out to Maryland when I was five. We had uh, this one, we had Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, and Justice for All, and uh, the Black Album, their their pop break breakthrough. And I think I listened to Kill 'Em All first when I was five because it didn't have like long ass songs like the other albums. So yeah, <laughs> and I mean uh, this one does have. I mean, yeah, the Four Horsemen, uh, Seek and Destroy, and uh, No Remorse are pretty long, but uh, it has shorter songs, much shorter songs compared to their their later albums. And anyway, the the title, the the song title that struck out the most to me was uh, Whiplash, because being a six-year-old, I had no idea what a whiplash was. Was it an ancient creature? Was it like an object? I wanted to know what the whiplash is, and maybe this song will explain what this weird word is for me. I So I click on the song, and right away I hear that those like hammering riffs, and like right away that has a profound effect on me. And, like, it just, the song just doesn't stop. And Whiplash is, like, my personal favorite Metallica song, even though they have, like, made better. Um, it's a crime that it's not actually in the movie, Whiplash. <laughs> oh, by the oh, you, I was I was thinking of saying something like that, but they should have called it Ziplash, as in Chibi-Robo Ziplash. I don't get that reference. It's got the Waz, he... Like, oh. it was Lee's favorite game, and he made a whole video about why it sucks. <laughs> and it ends with, like, a sewer monster made out of copies of Chibi-Robo Ziplash. <laughs> yeah, Scott the Watch should play game more games that he could like, like Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga, or The Adventures of Tintin, the movie, the video game. Uh, I think he's played Mario Party Superstars for, but, I, like, I'm gonna wait till he makes a game video about it. Hmm, yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, Whiplash is probably the most important song for me in my youth because it's the song that taught me that, like, music could go, like, very hard. Because before Whiplash, I was listening uh, to a, a steady diet of uh, Mozart and Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> what juxtaposition between Mozart and Jimmy Buffett? <laughs> and the greatest classical composers of all time, Mozart and Jimmy Buffett. Who is this? God of music, Mozart or Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> but, there can uh, be only one. But, uh, but anyway, uh, after I listened to like Whiplash and like Seek and Destroy, I, that was like my first introduction to like heavy metal. It got my brain to think, and that that is how like heavy that music could be. Along and I around this time, I also started going through an alt rock phase, even though I was six. Let's go alt rock. And this is yeah. alt rock. Let's go. As, so yeah, Metallica was my gateway to harder and heavier stuff like uh, Lemonade Mouth and Loaded Diaper. <laughs> Speaking of Loaded Diaper, that's uh, Roderick Hefley's band from the Diary of Wimpy Kids series. Um, when I first saw Roderick and the Loaded Diaper crew, I just assumed that's what Metallica looks like. They're secretly Metallica. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <sighs> I keep for goring. But strangely enough, I haven't uh, listened to this album in full in about uh, 13 years. Because I asked my dad to put this album in the car so I can listen to Whiplash. And as I believe I only did that once, so 
I haven't listened to this album in its entirety in 13 years, so I forgot a lot of it, so that made for a fun listening experience. Meanwhile, my dad is a... He mostly likes country, but he's also got a taste for metal, and he has a bunch of cassettes from, like, uh, like those kinds of artists. Like, I, I haven't looked in his cassette bin recently, but I distinctly remember there being some Bowie in there. What if I told you that I have cassettes of Jimmy Buffett? <laughs> Imagine having cassettes. It's all about the vinyl, baby. Speaking of which, Isaiah, you finally mm-hmm. got a vinyl copy of In Rainbows. I have In Rainbows. I was looking for it on CD because I, I thought that I could only find the CD copy, but apparently not. So I'm you very went, happy about that. You went looking for copper, but end up finding gold. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, speaking of In Rainbows, um, I remember reading that like some of the songs from OK Computer uh, transitioned perfectly into the songs from In Rainbows. Oh my god, it's a secret concept album it. this whole time. In computer. <laughs> okay, rainbows. Okay, rainbows is better. Yeah, it's a, better. like it's technically called um zero one one ten. You binary. I no, I think I heard yeah. the same thing, but with okay computer and kid A, the songs meshed together perfectly. Okay, A. <laughs> I remember, like, I vaguely remember learning like binary code when I was in sixth grade in computer labs. Me too. It was so it's exhausting. Cool. Kind of liked it. Like, I genuinely kind of liked learning binary code. It was kind of funny, but. Maybe I did yeah. too. I just. Maybe I just have a dumb brain I that doesn't remember what life was like in middle school. We were in elementary school. Um, like, in sixth grade. Like you guys were coding grade. in elementary school? Yeah. Well, yeah. Except I my, my school didn't do binary. We did, like, we moved minecraft characters with commands what oh my so god it's like no literally too. yeah yeah and i was like i remember in sixth grade they had like a moana themed like coding game that we like would play i think they like, did like a star wars themed uh, coding thing when... i think they did that too oh my god we've all coded before I haven't coded before. I don't think coding, kids coding, was like really popular until after, well after I left elementary school. Just like imagine like a super smart like sixth grader being like, I mean, yeah. Like there was a Google logo for kids coding, and I'm I found it a little bit easy, but I uh, I think I should get something to help me with it. Like mm. there's one part I got got stuck on. Mm. I am ashamed. Anyway, let's stop talking about coding and talk more about this album. So, yeah, um, when I was young, six years old, and I had Kill em All playing in the car, I, I was kind of, like, bored by it because I was just waiting for Whiplash to show up. And thankfully, I, I don't see it as, as boring now, but it definitely is a... It has a bit of, like, weak spots on it. But uh, Whiplash is definitely by no means a weak spot. Love that song. Now and forever. And right out of the gate, the the album like starts off with "Hit the Lights," which is like, it it goes hard. Yeah, it does. I kind of and I I said this in my notes, but the the final section in "Hit the Lights," it kind of reminds me of like "Fly By Night" era Rush. I got debut Rush vibes from like the whole album at times. Yeah, like around that working man "Fly By Night" era Rush. Yeah, but "Hit the Lights" does go hard. Yeah, and then it, they followed up with the, the band's my, my favorite track. 
Um, yeah, I hit the lights. Might be my third favorite track. I don't know. It's kind of hard to beat Whiplash and Seek and Destroy for me. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Hit the Lights, uh, first song off the first album. It is the originator of the famous James Hetfield. Yeah! Because that's like a, a that's like a staple that James Hetfield does during like modern day Metallica. He just goes, yeah! Yeah! Yeah, yeah. Yeah! Okay, wait. Is this finally my time where I can talk about the pro- the major proposition that I have f- thought of? Well, I I, I do want to get a few. I want to get a few things out off my chest before you do that. But this is your warning, viewers. There's a proposition coming. Woo! But yeah, first song, first album, first yeah of Metallica's career. <laughs> it's like Ariana Grande and her yeah. Yeah, right, because I totally uh, listen to Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. Ariana Follow up, uh, hit the lights with the Four Horsemen. It's kind of like the Clash song, Four Horsemen, but they changed the melody and the length and the lyrics and the everything. It, I mean, it's a good song, but I, I do feel like it's a bit weird. They're doing their like their first big epic metal song as their like their second song, and they follow up Four Horsemen with Motor Breath, which for some reason kind of reminds me of Motorhead. Uh, it, maybe it was. Yeah, maybe it was, like, intentional. Perhaps it was. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Anyway, um, skipping over a few songs here. Who wants to talk about the almost all unaccompanied bass solo? (laughs) Bass solos. Um, I remember hearing, I guess, some smooth jazz song that had, like, an epic bass solo. I don't remember what it was. I just remember that it's out there somewhere. (laughs) Anyway, the bass solo is called uh, Pulling Teeth, uh, Anesthesia in parentheses. And funny enough, like, the last 20 seconds definitely sounds like Pulling Teeth. And of course, that song fades into uh, Whiplash, which I think I've already said enough about that song. But I just like how the song is just about headbanging. Like, when I was six, I was, like, trying to find out desperately, what is Whiplash? What does it mean? And it's just... It's just about headbanging at a metal concert. I remember reading that Cliff Burton um, had taken up playing bass to honor his brother who had died. And died doing something he started to honor his deceased brother. And that just makes makes the whole thing about Cliff Burton dying um, sadder. Yeah, more poignant. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I will be honest, uh, anesthesia, pulling teeth, is probably the, the weakest on the record. Although I'd still rather listen to it than uh, Motor Breath. I think it's a decent instrumental. I like it. Yeah. I, I like the little effect on the... It's a bass, right? Yeah. And it, and yeah, it, sounds, like a, the, it sounds like a guitar. Yeah. yeah. It does. It's I, the, I think it's super cool. It's the magic of, of a good bass player. They're so hard it's to find the these magic days. Of, yeah. <laughs> mm. 
They all keep dying off. Quiff Burton, John Entwistle, Paul McCartney. All the good forget races those. keep dying ball. off. Ball is Yes, Ball is real. gone. Getty Lee is still alive. Getty Lee is still alive. For how long, though? Um, Forever, hopefully. Because when Fair he's gone, I'll sob. Fair point. He is, he is immortal. He is immortal because I said so. Mm-hmm. Um, is this the time where I can finally sell you guys my proposition? Yeah, we've talked about half the songs on the album. Now is a good time to bring up your little proposition. Let's go! Okay, so... I was listening to the album, and the one thing that I thought of, I don't know what happened, but it was probably because I was watching Word Girl before I started to watch it, before I started listening to this album. And I, I was listening to, I think it was The Four Horsemen, and I just randomly had this fe- thought, and I was like, huh, this guy kind of sounds like Patton Oswalt. <laughs> what? <laughs> James Hetfield and Patton Oswalt. James Hetfield? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. And Maybe we can find a clip of him going, yeah, yeah, and then like... <laughs> oh together. yeah, can we- No, we have to dub his yeah, yeah into Word Girl. <laughs> no, but it's Kobe McAllister singing Metallica. <laughs> so what- Is this your proposition, or is there more? Yeah, just James Hetfield sounds like Patton Oswalt, and that it's secretly Remy singing Metallica. <laughs> you know, there's this, uh, like, Netflix uh, chibi anime show thing about a red panda who works a 9-to-5 schedule and then airs out her emotions at an underground karaoke bar where she sings death metal. Picture what? that, but picture that, but it's uh, Remy the Rat, and he goes to an underground karaoke bar and he sings Metallica. Did you just summarize what? turning red? <laughs> 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 Maybe I did. Uh, I'll, I gotta. I gotta look up the name of this uh, anime show. I. I don't know if it's anime. It's a. It's. It's on Netflix. Is that. That's all I know. Um, but that was my proposition. Yeah. Just... It's called uh, Agretsuko. Ah, uh, Agretsuko. Oh. I've heard of it before. I. Yep. Frustrated I with her thankless office job, Retsuko the Red Panda copes with her daily struggles by belting out death metal karaoke after work. I didn't even know that Agretsuko was a red panda. I thought she was just like a fox. Isaiah, when he goes to the zoo and he sees a red panda, it's, oh my god, it's a fox. It's it's the vine of the little girl where she's like, look at all those chickens. <laughs> it's, <the baby. laughs> it's a giraffe. <laughs> Is that a weed? I'm calling the police. 911, what's your emergency? This album does not have synths on it, but Phantom Lord starts off with a weird, cool synthy thing, and I think that was cool. And I think it was the coolest thing about the Where's song. Where's synth or metallic? <laughs> yeah, just every single Metallica album, but it, but all the guitars are replaced with synths. Oh God. <laughs> and Isaiah did not like that. Even the synth lover Isaiah Which is weird, has his I limits. Love pop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I I think my favorite part about No Remorse is the uh, the chorus. Uh, I think and I think the chorus makes the song. But uh, you could tell that this is like this this band was like they were just starting. They were they weren't making their Master of Puppets or And Justice for All yet. No one wants to talk about No Remorse. I guess we feel no remorse for this song. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say that Phantom Lord kind of radiates the same energy as when Kiss had that whole Phantom of the Park thing. Phantom and of like... the Opera? Yeah, exactly. Where's Metallica's Phantom of the Opera? <laughs> oh, that 
That has there has to be an alternate universe where they um, made the music for Phantom of the Opera instead of Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> and then so. Andrew Lloyd Webber during the curtain call. <laughs> So, uh, does anyone want to know what the original title of this album was supposed to be? What? Oh, I read this! Yep. Yeah, I know this. It's metal... I read it too, but I forgot. It's metal up your ass. Oof. Up your ass! <laughs> and the metal original album yeah. cover was supposed to feature a hand clutching a oh, dagger God. merging from a this. toilet bowl. <laughs> South Park? That was that would have been so metal, you know. No. Uh, nothing's more metal than poop. Yeah, so so People true. People order our patties. Are you just gonna come up with metal jokes now? Honey, I have my boobs ready to go. Whenever somebody makes them fun, I have it ready to go right yeah. here. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they they replaced uh, metal up your ass and that uh, weird cover with uh, the the new title "Kill 'Em All" and uh, the uh, the the new cover art, which. If I'm being honest, also I think also kind of affected me, but in a negative way because when I was like six, so the album cover is like is like a picture of a hand grabbing like a, a mallet and there's like a puddle of blood and I and I, when I was six I always thought that that puddle of blood looked like a child sucking his thumb and I think that had a profound oh God, effect on me. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm so numb to disturbing stuff. Or at least. <laughs> At the very least, violent hey, stuff. I'm sorry, yeah, Andrew, after seeing the silhouette of a child sucking his thumb. I'm sorry, guys, for your mental uh, damage. Yeah, I'm taken. This album was uh, recorded over the span of 17 days. And it shows. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To, uh, con- to contrast, the, uh, the our last album, The Ramones Self-Titled, was recorded in the span of 17 days as well. Even though everyone wow. always says it was recorded <laughs> over in just less than a week, it was actually recorded in just just over two weeks, just like this album. And it shows! Which debut <laughs> album is worse? There can be only one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, frankly, I prefer this to the Ramones, even though I think it's a fine album. Oh, yeah, album. me too. I mean, Ramones, I think it's it's a fine album, but I'm just... I'm going back to it only for historical purposes. Are we going to talk about how Metallica got their name? Oh. Let's, okay, uh, do you have the story? I'm pretty sure, yeah. It's a very epic tale of love and sadness. I think it was Lars Ulrich. He got it from a magazine. Yeah. Wow. True story. Oh. I know, life-changing. That's like a Darman <laughs> video. Man sees a word in a magazine, changes his life forever. <laughs> changes the course of music forever so uh unfortunately i do not have a metallica kill em all uh vinyl to flex for y'all tonight i've seen it in stores but i don't think but i do have a i do have a collection of metallica cds to flex with y'all if if the file if the file loads and here it goes so i got cds of ride the lightning master puppets and justice for all the black album load and hardwire to self-destruct I did not expect you to have load. I expected you to have like their like essentials. I like that. The King load, Nothing is a sick track. Uh, load is uh, my mom's contribution to this, actually. Oh, because she's a mom. Tell your mom I say King Nothing is awesome. I'll t- I'll I tell, love King Nothing. It's a sick yeah, track. I'll tell my mom that you like King Nothing. I also have uh, my vinyl of Master of Puppets, 
And if you look there, there's my CD of Kill 'Em All. It's caseless. I could not find the case. I had to make do with the disc. <laughs> uh, you could always get a jewel case and print off the album cover art. Yeah. Um, have you? Can we talk about how um, Metallica's Fate to Black, which isn't on this album, created nighttime? I guess that is that right there is an epic tale. And I miss Magic Mike. So he um. Yeah. Like, before the song came out, there was no moon, um, and so, like, he was, so he was just kind of fed up with it during his daily 11pm sleep sessions. So he made Fates of Black. And God listened and decided, okay, I'm gonna make a moon for you. Are you gonna, are you happy now, James Hetfield? Long before time, the Masters of Metal Metallica. Yeah, and he wasn't a Slipknot member, but he also played a very important role in their history. So he sued them because of their trash can setup and because <laughs> claiming it was stolen from him and his work on Saint Anger. Lars Ulrich is just going like, to sue us after the after we drop this episode. <laughs> the cast member of the Anti Rocket Pages podcast. <laughs> oh wait, this reminds me. I was watching a video of um, Metallica reading like one star reviews of the Black Album, <laughs> and one of the comments under that video was, "All these reviews are from Dave Mustaine." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have no idea if 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 it's worthy to do any uh, mega death on this podcast because uh, I hear they have good albums, but when is the last time you've heard anyone talk about them? And besides, I don't think I don't my think mom likes Megaforce. Mega yeah, I'm wait, not wait. the biggest medic. I I keep confusing Mega Death with Mega Force. <laughs> I'm sure Mega Death is great. In their own way. Yeah. I just love that. I just absolutely love that the thumbnail is just Metallica sucks. Because <laughs> oh, one of the reviews is literally just Metallica sucks and all caps repeated like 30 times. Yeah. My That's god, hilarious. Metallica looks like old men now. It's insane. This is very not yeah, yeah of them. Also, speaking, and I want to bring up one of my favorite Metallica moments when uh, Lars Ulrich uh, sued Napster. <laughs> and during like one of the MTV awards or something, there was like a skit where Lars Ulrich was at one of his friends' houses. And then uh, that friend taught Lars about sharing, but he made it sound more like it was pirating. So uh, Lars Ulrich uh, then had like Kirk Hammond and Robert Trujillo break into the friend's house and steal all of his possessions. Oh because it's sharing and then his girlfriend came in and then lars stole her from him and lars... you wouldn't download a girlfriend and then lars capped it off by saying uh uh napster sharing is fun when it's not your stuff to quote todd in the shadows how could have how could lars have lost that pr war sharing is caring why does everyone hate lars so much uh, like is bro, he a bad drummer did you hear what I said? Uh, you wouldn't download a girlfriend? You wouldn't download a house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will not illegally download this house. Of course you wouldn't. Lars Ulrich already stole it. <laughs> you wouldn't download depression because you already have it. <laughs> you know, I used to have a lot of friends. Lars Ulrich stole them from me. I think. <laughs> it could just be me, though. It's easier to pin things on Lars Ulrich.
what do we think of Seek and Destroy, or as James Hetfield so tastefully likes to call it, Seek and Destroy? <laughs> True, I think it's a great song. Yeah, it's like the, it's the most popular of the time. album, and for a reason. It's got the usual, like, thrashy metal part, and then it goes into the speed metal part. It's great. It's the, I think, I think, uh, Hit the Lights, Whiplash, and Seek and Destroy, the, the album is worth it for those three songs. Oh, and, no love for Jump in the Fire, yeah. Jump in the Fire, oh yeah, I like that one too. It kind of reminds me of Deep Purple, with the, like, the whole chugging, <laughs> the chugging highway star-like, uh, riff, like, bum, 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 but that's that's just me. And also, uh, Metal Militia, uh, cool music. James Hetfield's vocals are sh- shitty. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, he he sounds like he's about to lose his gosh darn voice. Like that sounds like um, he constantly sounds drunk or something. <laughs> he does remember. sound drunk on that song. He does. <laughs> ah. Um, and Morrison. So, um, reading on Wikipedia, uh, Dina Weinstein in her essay, Essays on Debut Albums, argues that Kill Em All is a concept album that heralds the breakthrough of a new subgenre of metal, its fans, and its leader, Metallica. What about it, people? Do we consider this a concept album? Because I honestly don't. Nah. Yeah, it doesn't feel like well, Probably not. Parts, but not really. I we, mean, I guess I, would, I guess parts of it like are about like uh, we're at a metal concert and like we're headbanging. Now go out yeah. to the world, metalheads, my metal militia, and we will take over the world. Like the opener and closer seem like something from a concept album. Yeah, like. But the meat of the album is just. Hit the stuff. lights kind of like sounds like the concert beginning and metal militia sounds like the concert ending and and the. And the metalheads that came in are now coming out as soldiers. I don't know. It's, it's kind of like, uh, remember when Mason came up with that little, like, mini-concept rock opera thing when, when we did a News of the World? Where yeah. it was about, like, soccer players, and they're getting ready for a big uh, game, and they win, and they, they drink, and then they, <laughs> they die. die. They all die, all die. <laughs> and then they go to heaven as biblically accurate angels. One could say that the alcohol killed them all. Uh, <laughs> one okay, could say, on, on, on. one could say the alcohol, metal up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> alcohol up your ass. Wasn't it Pendulette who said up your ass? Like the the audio clip from YTP Sexer. Pendulette as in Pen from Pen and Teller. Yeah. I, I mean, he did say shut the f up, so I it wouldn't be past him to say that. For some reason, though, I always kind of thought it sounded like Billy Mace. I could be very mistaken, though. Mm. Anyway, um, let me. Co- I'm gonna compare you the themes from this album with the uh, themes from their next album, Ride the Lightning, and see if you guys oh. can spot a comparison. We're going to a metal concert, having a good time, hedonism, headbanging, suicide, capital punishment, war, nuclear war, the inevitability of the end. Hell. Literally yeah. 1984. It was literally released in 1984. Yeah, I know. <laughs> On my birthday, nonetheless. July 30th. Maybe have a oh, connection yeah. with Ride the Lightning. The Up Your Ass sound effect, I, I just looked it up. It actually came from something by Tenacious D called Drive Through. It does sound like Jack Black now that I hear it. When are we going to get our Tenacious D cover of Metallica? Hey, I was thinking we could do Tenacious D for... Add Tenacious D to the April Fool's wheel. Wait, no, wait, 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 no. 
Ninja Sex Party covers Metallica. Oh, no. <laughs> Ninja Sex Party. We know Weezer covered Enter Sandman. And it's... I feel like Ninja Sex Party could do a good Ooh. Nothing Else Matters. Yeah. It's definitely in Danny's vocal range. I, I Honestly, I'd want to hear Danny go, yeah, yeah, though. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was a weak yeah. Sorry. I found an SNL host introducing the musical guest. And I would just like to tell you all, I'd just like to play it for you all. Ladies and gentlemen, Tenacious D. I, I knew you were going to play that one. It's, <laughs> it's Jack Black. I ended up going through the same account last night. It's Jack Black. <laughs> he invented Tenacious D. <laughs> anyway, um, let's go around the room. Uh, Riley, you start. Out of 10, what would you give this and would you recommend it to the theater kid? Um, Probably like a 6.5 out of 10. If I'm being honest, um, I don't know. I think I'd recommend this to a theater kid, but like, I don't know if they'd be into like heavy metal because this is like heavy metal. So like, mm. I don't know if yeah. they'd be into that. So I'd say this is more of like a hard rock situation. Yeah, Isaiah, what, what about you? Um, I thought my rating was generous, but apparently not. Uh, I give it a six. I think it's a decent debut. Um, and I there are some like awesome tracks on here that I love, but. Eh, there are some like mid songs that of course I didn't even mention um but yeah uh would have been more impactful if the ending was Cripple Creek Fairy <laughs> I, have, I have a theory that uh, you actually did have more enjoyment for this album but then Lars Ulrich stole it yeah he, he came into my room and demanded that I give him my happiness <laughs> yeah, he stole your money he stole your, he stole your computer he stole your woman he stole everything he, 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 poisoned to our, he poisoned our water supply, burned our crops, and delivered a plague into our houses. Just so it's clear, um, we are not Lars Ulrich haters by any stretch. <laughs> it's just funny to blame him on all our problems and trouble. Yeah, I, I once said one while counting, and then Metallica came over and stole my newborn. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of the time when one of my friends entered my house after they were at the beach and they were all covered in sand he entered and he was the sandman and then lars ulrich came and thanos snapped him out of existence <laughs> <laughs> but what about you Bobby? what did you give this album um uh, probably like a 5.5 yeah bringing really? out the fives really? uh, i have better stuff but that's uh, true yeah. yeah, I'm gonna be the most generous one tonight. I said that in in my notes that I gave this album the same average as uh, ZZ Top's Trace Hombres, and I was thinking to myself, well, which one do I like more, or, or like which one would I put on more? And I thought, I think this album is much more like important when it comes to like the evolution of rock and metal, but. Trace Ombres is a much more fun time. I'd, I'd, I'd much rather have it be a Trace Ombres situation than a kill them all situation because I I don't want to kill people. I'm, I'm not the killing type of guy. With that said, there are a lot of cool bangers on this album. Uh, Hit the Lights, uh, Jump in the Fire, Pulling Teeth, Whiplash, No Remorse, Seek and Destroy, and even some of the, out, the songs I don't like as much. They, they still have great moments like... Uh, the Four Horsemen and Phantom Lord, uh, but and this album is just it. It does mean a lot to me, even though like only like two songs are have con considerable nostalgic appeal to me. But overall, I'd give this an eight out of ten. It's a great it's a great nice. record, but they have better stuff. 
Alright, time to spin the wheel! And if remember, if we get a concept album or a rock opera, we have to look at a theater album for episode 79. And I sure hope oh. we don't get a concept album, because I have my birthday album planned for episode 79. Alright, uh, the next album we will be looking at is Aerosmith. Toy is oh, in the no. attic. Oh my god! <laughs> no. Sarah, Sarah literally told me how she wanted her birthday album to be an Aerosmith album if she were to get a birthday episode. <laughs> oh, 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 which reminds me, we got a new person on the podcast. She'll be appearing next week, so look forward to that. All right, thank you. Yeah.